Hello world and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer and you are listening to the podcast Coulda Woulda Shoulda where I focus on not living in regret and forming high functioning habits. I want to inspire you to transform your thoughts for a happier and higher functioning life. We are what we think and we get lost in limiting beliefs. We don't eat well, we don't take charge of our money, manage our commitments and then wonder why we are stressed, overweight, in pain and unhappy with our lives. I haven't met anyone that can't change their mind. That's why I always say, see you on the flip side, as I want to journey with you on coming out the other side. Side of what you might ask? Well, that's up to you. Hello world, Shelley Shearer here and welcome to the show. Man, I've had a rough day trying to decide what to podcast on today. Do you know what it's like when you hear something and you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to forget that. And then you do. So I'm listening to my eBooks in the car. I actually uh, worked a little bit over the weekend and it sort of freed up my day today so that I could uh, go down and see my parents. I have parents that both have um, dementia. My father's very advanced. My mom's his caregiver. And uh, I didn't get to see them on my regular Friday last week. And so I, I stopped in to see them. And then I stopped in to see my niece because she's got three little teeny babies that are under the age of uh, one and a half. She's got a, a one and a half year old and two newborn twins. And I just love going over and holding the babies. I could just sit and do that all day. And she's happy to let me do it because she just needs free hands. But it's sort of one of those things where it's like you can't normally do that on a work day. Uh, And I was able to do that today. It was wonderful. And in between all this running around, uh, I'm listening to John Maxwell's right now, Leadership. Uh, Great book. Great book if, if you are looking to be a leader and looking for you know, fine-tuning or some, some real focus or direction in your leadership, then I highly recommend that book. And he had some great things to say today that, yeah, that just you know, gets stuck in my brain. And then, of course, I get home, I get into emails, and then I, today I had to nap. Um, I don't always, but today I, I did, and I listened to my body. And it was like, okay, well, I can't think of what I wanted to talk about. And I, got a, I have a number of things going on in my life. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to the fact that uh, you've had stress in family and I'm, I have a, a real sad situation with my son. We're not speaking right now. And it is a really tough thing as a parent to stand back and let them work through their stuff. And because I know, because I was there, that they will come out the other side of it just a better person, more enlightened. And I have to, I believe that, they, that he will. But boy, is it tough just letting it be right now, just so against everything in my nature. And then I was cleaning off my desk because I did a lot of cleanup this weekend, a lot of clutter. Like when I say clutter, I actually mean work clutter where I had some corporate stuff to file and bills that needed to be paid. There was paperwork all over my, all over my office. And that makes it really tough for us to move on to different tasks when we are allowing our mind and even our physical space to be cluttered with things that are all unfinished. There are very few people that that do really well in that type of situation. Uh, And I am definitely not one of them. I like a neat and tidy house. I'm a bit anal and my office, although yes, there might be piles of paper. They're neat. They're labeled for my clients. Uh, There needs to be a certain amount of organization. But not only that, there also needs to be instigation. And so, so let me backtrack here and tell you about the couple things that were running through my head. So first, I've been two weeks now being harassed by both my coach and a lady of the ladies group that I, that I spoke at a number of weeks ago 
for my blog, for my first blog post. One, there's a place on my website, if you haven't been to it yet, livingwellwithshell.com, there actually is a blog spot that says coming soon. And yes, coach is waiting for that. And so is she. Part of the part of the deal of being the guest speaker is that they have their own website and some sort of, um, actually, I don't know what she calls it, so, some sort of group that people belong to. And my blog is supposed to be up there as part of my speaking engagement. Yeah, still haven't got to it. Every day just seems to be a survival of how to get my clients dealt with, moved along so I can move on to what I want to do. And actually, John Maxwell talked about that in the chapter I was doing today little segue um your passion he was talking about you know having a job uh, and versus having your passion one you have to do sometimes to pay the bills or you know get ahead in life and that sort of thing uh but the other one actually that's not how he phrased it the job is something you do because there's things you you know you need to look after but a passion is something you can't not do that's what he was saying i think that's how how he phrased it it's something inside of you that whether you were paid for it or not, you would do it anyways. For me, absolutely my podcast. My podcasting makes me no money. Uh, this is strictly something I do as a value added to my coaching and speaking career and in, in my book. The podcast is, is a love of mine, sharing my experience and wisdom with others so that hopefully you can feel like you are not alone you can perhaps learn a lesson or have a takeaway that you can put into practice in your own life. And he just, he does a great job in that chapter of talking about these types of things. And a lot of, it always boils down to with uh, Mr. Maxwell in the fact, or Pastor Maxwell, is the fact that you need to initiate and move forward. And I'm a big believer in that. In fact, in my book, I talk about that, uh, not only in choosing to move forward and such, but knowing your own inclination. Inclination is a huge thing I talk about. You know, know yourself. Just know yourself. It's the best way you can learn to control yourself because, you know, as my slogan says, you know, willpower will only get you so far and then you better have a plan. And that came up today as well, visiting with my niece, talking about some family issues. My son is talking to no one in the family, not just me. And him and my niece used to be, you know, are very good friends. And he, he calls her collateral damage, her and my parents, for the lack of support he's feeling he's not getting right now. It's like, wow, interesting. Your grandparents are collateral damage. But again, not going to go into that. But these things were kind of on the forefront of my mind, as well as my parents and their memories and what's not being done to move things forward they're just sort of living in limbo and my dad is deteriorating fast just fast what scares me a little bit just um, as a comment aside if you're dealing with any of this in your own life is i've already dealt with this twice with both my grandparents my grandfather on my mother's side had alzheimer's my grandmother had dementia and my father my own father has gone into this um, repetition of searching for his keys and it's, he's getting very angry and aggressive and very agitated. The medication they have him on isn't really working that well. And my grandfather went through exactly the same thing. And from the time when life changed to him obsessing over those car keys, he was in a home six months later. I don't know what the keys is all about. And I think it's a guy thing. I truly do. It's a little bit like the remote control. I think there's some sort of lifelong attachment to their cars. Uh, it's interesting. Now, here's a total segue. My husband and I always found it odd that the new generation of kids don't run out and grab their, get their driver's license right away. So many of them are like, yeah, whatever, especially guys, which for my husband, old school guys guy is just like, are you kidding me? 
Now, as a mother and a, like, let's look at the plan, you go get your license right away because in Canada, anyways, you start earning your safe driving discount from the second you have a driver's license, not from when you first um, insure a car. So you really want your kids at 17 to be driving. So though, even if they don't own a car to their, in their 20s, they've got those years behind them to keep their their interest their uh, insurance rates down. At least in BC, BC we have uh, we don't have private insurance. It's all it's all corp it's all government. For my husband in his generation, for a male having a car, having a driver's license meant freedom. Like 100%, there's a direct relation to freedom getting out of the house, away from my parents, can take out girls, can date chicks. Like it's just, it just lines up in a row. And I wonder for this generation if that's, that's a huge part of that. And that is built into their psyche. It's built in your subconscious. So watching my grandfather do it, watching my own father now do it, this key thing is just wow. And because he can't remember what you tell him, um, he just asks over and over again. But the agitation level is what's frightening right now. And that's escalating in the last six weeks. So trying to get my mom to understand that plans need to be put in place. You have to be proactive. I understand that to the last possible second, she wants to look after my father. She feels that's her duty for the life that he gave her. She, you know, she got to be a stay-at-home mom. And other than her first four years of marriage when they were first starting out, has never worked again in her life. She feels this is her duty. We're not discounting that for her or not understanding. It's just that her health is suffering her memory is going so we are pretty sure he's not getting his medication daily so daddy's care is now not being handled because her memory is compromised and it's just time that she gets on a waiting list that's all we're asking the problem is you know my sister and I do not want to be the ones making these choices that's not fair he's not our husband she's he's your husband you need to make these choices for your life but unfortunately what could happen is just eventually Something bad will happen, because it always does in these situations. The police will be pulled in. My dad will be removed from the home, sent to a hospital. And there won't be a bed in a home for him. He'll be stuck in a hospital bed, perhaps for months on end. And that means heavily sedated, because he will lose his mind. Anyway, so, um, yeah, just I've seen him in hospitals before, even when he was had just a little bit of memory loss, and it did not go well. So these are the kind of things we're about decisions, and that's sort of... Talking with my niece later, because our whole family is together on this situation. We're all in each other's lives. We're very, very close. You know, what do we do? How do you change people's thinking? How do you, you know, get my son out of his victim mode? And, and, the, and I've said this many times in my podcast, entitlement is a curb you will trip over for the rest of your life. I have certainly had my own share of victim in my 20s. And my son's sort of at 32 going through what I went through at 27, I have had a lot of help in my life and I am very grateful for that help. But at 27, when my ex-fiance hit me and I had to call the police, I phoned home and said, can I move back into, into my mobile home? I had a mobile home on my parents' 20 acres. And they said, no. They said, this is your bed, you lie in it. I do still, as a parent, as ever, I do not agree with how they treated that. However, here's the caveat. And I, this is the takeaway I want you to take. There was a great thing on Facebook the other day that said it is 100% likely or it is highly likely that someone else hurt you, but it is your responsibility to heal yourself. And that really, really hit home for me because until later, earlier in my life in my 20s, and even my early 20s, when I stopped living in victim is when my life changed. At 27... The helping hand was removed from my life and I was scared. I, I, was a, I, had a, I had a child, I had a five-year-old 
and an abusive ex that was in the in the in jail and was about to be released and I had no place to live and no money and no job because I had actually been lo looking after my fiance's business. I did all his books and, and looked after her home and I had a couple of other small clients as well, but it was very part-time for the other people. I was scared, but that situation is what changed everything in my life. I had to walk out into the world and do it for myself. In fact, I think I told this story not too long ago about how I went looking at places with iPhone social services, of course, because I mean, I was desperate. I had a son, I had a five-year-old to look after. You know, what was out there for subsidized housing? I'd live in, I live in the lower mainland of British Columbia and although the housing prices aren't like they are now where I don't know how anyone even survives in this, in this area, they were, have always been quite expensive. You know, we're a port city, you know, we're the West Coast city of Canada. It's always been, you know, fairly costly to, to live here. And, and to rent. So I went looking for to see what was out there for, for government help for single moms. And how I grew up and what was out there and what I wanted in my life was like, oh yeah, no, this isn't going to cut it. I needed to do something fast. That's actually when I started my business. And I just put ads in the paper and, and the, for the time that my, my ex-fiance was banned from the house for that month, once he got released um, and we sold the place and, and went our separate ways, I went to work. And I mean, I went to work. That <laughs> was finding clients, doing what I, just doing anything I needed to do to, to set myself up for an income and, and get her done. That is something in my later life I now give thanks and gratitude for. And I'm just going to pull in a couple of thoughts and ideas here. When I was in a course a few weeks ago, we got these little uh, believe statements. Um, what do they call thoughtfuls, they're little thoughtfuls. They're these little teeny cards that you pop the, the top off and there's a saying and you're sort of, you pick it out of a pile and you just have to have a belief system that that message is meant for you. It wasn't meant for anybody else that you just have to believe that the, that's the, the universe's message for you. And both of them very much work, especially this one. If your ship doesn't come in, swim out to meet it, Jonathan Winters. Now that hit home on a lot of planes. So it hit home from when I was 27 it hit home in, you know, when I built my house, you know, people was like, what are you doing, Shell? Because these are ways to build a house when I built it 14 years ago and designed it on this really crazy lot that was looked really tiny. It was on a ravine and no one thought I could do it. I did it. But th these are types of things that come up in your life. I had a business in automotive security, a side business to my, to my accounting company. And I worked at that for years and I, I never lost focus that this, this would be a success. Was it? No. In the end, actually, I sold it uh, for a little bit of money and got out, but I worked at it with 100% the attitude that it was going to succeed. Not everything you're going to try in life is going to succeed, but, uh, but if you don't succeed, learn the lesson. And that change in mentality this past year has made such a difference in my life in letting go of stuff in my life. Um, appreciating what my parents have done for me instead of focusing on the hurt or the neglect. You know what? They did the best they could with what they have. And now I'm the one that's being sort of hated on by my own child. And again, I have to stand back and not beat myself up. I have really great friends that left me messages and said, Hey, you're a great person. You were a great parent. You probably did too much for him, uh, which is probably helping with this, this situation right now or helping to cause the situation right now. But don't forget you did the best you could with what you had. And 
that is an attitude that does not, I don't ask you to take on that attitude to let yourself off the hook for bad behavior. We all make mistakes. We are all growing until they put us into the ground. We are all just learning to become until we are put into the ground. So if you can change and let go of things, the only person that's going to benefit is you. Your behavior will benefit. Your mental well-being will benefit. You know, my relationship with my sibling has, and her husband has, has so improved this past year. And the hard feelings and feeling like an outsider all the time is just starting to dissipate. Because that's, you know, how I've always felt in my family, like this third wheel. But something that I really took notice of uh, this past year whether I think it was a book I was listening to and I'm sorry I cannot give credit on this one although I have in the past because I can't remember which book it was but it was something about learning about ourselves and watching a movie and if you could think about a huge empty movie theater and your life is playing in six different theaters but each theater is from someone else's point of view so theater one is your watching your life uh, Theater two is your mom is replaying your life, then your dad, then just, you know, whatever. You can fill in any per people you would like. Not one of those movies is going to be the same. And part of it is what we think and feel and, and react to is just us telling ourselves a story about that situation. That's why gossip and speculation, when you're making up a story in your head, you're, you know, someone treats you a certain way and you start adding meaning that maybe wasn't even intentional. I'm not talking about the obvious. Someone hits you, they're angry. Someone says something mean, yeah, they're angry and they're out to hurt you. But I'm just talking about so many of us have issues. Like I'm just going to use my family because let's face it, that's where so much of our drama comes from. And uh, a lot of the times it's just the story that we're telling ourselves. So think about that. You don't have to buy into it fully. You don't have to accept that all today. Just put it in your percolator. That's, you know, it's just, I was talking to my coach the other day and he was having uh, some issues with his digestion. And I suggested uh, Dr. Dam, Dam Joe's, I'm saying that wrong, book, Eat Right for Your Type, Blood Type book. When I was in my 20s, my GP, I was very lucky to have a very progressive uh, general practitioner back then, very holistically centered as, as a medical doctor. He put me onto it. Of course, I had celiac disease and I'm not even sure if it was before or after they diagnosed me after my biopsy. But anyways, he put me onto it and he never, he's the one that really set me on my path for acceptance that nothing is the magic pill. It's a piece of the puzzle. Knowledge is just find knowledge, see what fits in your life. Some things are universal truths. Other things are truths for you. Some things work for you, don't work for someone else. All of these things that I'm sharing with you are very similar. Now, before I go on to the other little thing I want to talk about, um, the other thing that happened was the second card that I got during this course. No pessimist ever discovered the secrets of the stars or sailed to an uncharted land or opened a new heaven to the human spirit. Helen Keller. And I think I might have even repeated this last week because I now that I say it out loud, there's my memory again. I'm going to have to work on that. I'm going to have to look into maybe some getting on a glutathione supplement or something. Struggling myself. Um, anyways, back on topic. Uh, she's one of my, in Hall of History, is just one of my amazing heroines and just 
uh, born blind, in case you didn't hear this last week, blind, deaf, and mute, and learned to be an inspiration to women of her generation and to sign and to read Braille. I mean, I just find that fascinating. We have all our senses and we're not getting on with our lives and a woman that was given every single disadvantage rose above it. So where did that one come into my way of thinking? I had to go nap. So I came home from all this family stuff, answered some emails, made sure every clients were all happy and no one needed me today. And it was my day to create content. I podcast and I need to work on my blog today. I, I worked on the weekend to, to block that time off. And then I literally couldn't keep my eyes open. Now, some of you could say, yeah, that's just your subconscious, you know, procrastinating. Yep, could be. But I also have an illness and I have to be aware of it. And when I get like that, I just start getting a really bad headache and I get sicker and sicker. But all I have to do is lie down for 45 minutes and then I'm like, here I am. I'm back up. But I also sometimes might have to take a herbal energy drink. Something that, you know, kind of clarifies my memory. So the point that I want to make here with that last card and this line of my, 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 my uh, podcast is to talk about the fact that you can't sit around waiting, quote unquote, to feel better. And so many of us sit around waiting for our lives to happen. That sort of came out of the visit on the property as well. These, all these little things just were percolating in my head today. My mom, bless her heart, you know, wonderful lady, can't make a decision to save her life. Never has been able to make a decision to save her life. She is not wired that way. She is a non-decision-making person and comes from a, not only a generation, but her experiences in life never taught her her own self-awareness and how to overcome those things. There are great little habits you can put in place if you are a person that can't make decisions. I'm not going to go into them all today. Might be something I might want to consider expanding in the book, actually, because she's something I'm very familiar with. Her issues are very pertinent, you know, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're very personal to me and I'm very close to them. So that might actually, I'm going to have to make a note of that. I am a control freak and I'm obsessive compulsive. <laughs> so a lot of my habits are around managing that. So when I talk about putting good habits into place, which is what I have to blog about next, it's about what you want to accomplish in your life. I want to do my blog today. I promise myself that I would get that done today and get it to the two people that are waiting for it. I am on a countdown of only nine working days left before we go on a really big vacation, our, our annual big vacation. And it's a cruise ship where someone looks after me the entire 11 days. I don't even have to cook my, for myself or make my own bed. It's wonderful. It's, it's a woman's dream. Cruising is just a woman's dream vacation, <laughs> as I told my mom today. So the thing is, you've got, to make, you've got to make choices and habits and really back to the choices that despite a limitation or a setback or something that's going on that's holding you back, you need to find a way forward. Now, I am not suggesting you live on Red Bull. That stuff is dangerous and it is unhealthy. But if you need to take a little rhodiola, if you need to take a supplement for your health, if you need to go have a nap, I have got to stay in yoga two to three times a week. I really notice, you know, I lose a lot of mobility. I went down to my, the property today, like I mentioned, to visit my parents. And my sister has just come back. Her and, and my brother-in-law went down to Alabama to pick up one of these beautiful wave rider boats and tow it home behind their mobile motor home. It is gorgeous. Oh, I'm so happy for them. My sister, I only have the one son and one granddaughter, but my sister has three children and one of her children already has four children. So who I visited today. 
So my brother-in-law, unlike so many people I've seen in my life, I've watched this over and over again for 20 years. When later, when, well, when's later, especially with children, children grow up so fast. Braley's little one is already five. So my brother-in-law spending this money on this beautiful big boat, he's planning for the next 10 years. He can see the direction he, I mean, it's very clear where his family's going. It's already there. The babies have already been born. And within a couple of years, they will all be on skis. They're young, old enough this next summer to be in the boat with their baby life jackets. They all vacation together every summer. He is making concrete, happy plans for his family to accommodate their next 10 years. Spectacular. My mom's like, what does he need a big boat for? I'm thinking mom Braley and her brood are six on a boat before her sisters even get a chance to get on a boat. So no, I thought it was a brilliant plan. The boat is stunning. He knew exactly what he wanted. And he has the ability in his life, I realize this isn't everybody's, but he does, to take that time and and zip off. And they did a road trip and picked it up and brought it home. It was wonderful. Angie said they had a great time. And the boat is beautiful. These are the types of things I'm talking about. For me, okay, I realized I didn't go buy a boat, but I'd lay down and had a nap. I got up. I put the half, because I can only handle, handle even these herbal energy drinks. I put half of my water bottle and it literally within 15 minutes clears up the cobwebs in my brain. Now, why do I have cobwebs in my brain? Some of you might be asking. Well, I'm 54. I'm hormonal. I have fibromyalgia. Okay. Those are concrete medical reasons. Could there be something that I could be doing? Yes, but I haven't learned what that is yet. I have not discovered what could be causing all or what could cure all these issues. The best I can do with the information I have right now is not use it as an excuse. I don't get to say I'm tired. If I literally ran my life by I'm too tired to do that, I literally would be in a bed every second day and doing almost nothing with my life because I live in pain and exhaustion. But the lack of mental clarity, I have to clear that up. And there are very easy and healthy ways that I have researched to do that. What is it in your life that you need to find a solution for? Do not use the excuse, I shouldn't have to do that. And do not use your excuses as your excuse to not have the life that you want. I know it's scary. I know it is. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I know it is. There's so many times in my life when I bought a mobilizer. I was a single mom. And I spent... What did I spend? I went into business like to the tune of $20,000 or something for that business. I got my money out. Luckily, I broke even. But basically, I probably worked more or less for free for a couple of years on the side because it never went where I hoped it would. But I made a lot of change having that company and I learned a lot. I mean, I had sales staff that nobody worked for me directly. Everyone was just on commission installers. I worked with our insurance company, ICBC, for many years, bringing in discounts for people that put anti-theft devices in their vehicles, worked with their training department. Do you know what? The lessons and the experiences that I had during those few years were amazing. And I wouldn't give those up for anything. So not everything might be the success that you're looking for, but like I said, learn the lesson. If you don't succeed, just learn the lesson. But don't use, don't be waiting. That's the word, that's what I'm looking for. You cannot wait to feel 
better in order to do what you need to do. You've got to find ways to manage your life and yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever that is for you and move forward. So I'm going to go finish the rest of my energy drink because I've got a blog to do. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you again for joining me today and remember to focus on not living in regret. I invite you to subscribe to my show so you don't miss a thing. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at either High Functioning Habits or Living Well with Shell. And I invite you to leave a rating on my show about what you like best or message me with something you'd like me to speak on next. Remember, willpower will only get you so far, then you better have a plan.